your host and love coach, Nikki Lee. Now, how can we alleviate misunderstandings in relationships? How can we make it so that men and women can have healthier and more beneficial and long-term relationships that work? that work for them, that are happy, and they don't just stay together because they think they have to, but they stay together and are happy. They're happy and they have a, a happy, loving, respectful, passionate relationship. You know, it can be done. I've had people tell me it can't, but it can, and I think my guest today can help me with that. Um, What do you think, Andre? Can we we help him with that? I think so. That is my work. (laughs) (laughs) So my guest today is Andre Parody. And we are going to have we're going to have quite the conversation today. I have a feeling, and and I'm gonna, I'm going to warn the get the the listeners up front. I I just have this feeling looking over things. We're not going to agree on everything, so it, it may get a little feisty. You know, it it might it just might. I'll tell you a little bit about Andre first. He is a relationship coach, an NLP coach, an educator of effective communications. I love that. Oh, my mm-hmm. goodness. I talk about communication all the time. Mm-hmm. He is a published writer, a public speaker, an ordained minister. He grew up in Canada. He went on a vacation in Los Angeles and was scouted and became a professional. He got an agent auditioned, booked work that led to a life of unforgettable experiences, dancing with legends including Michael Jackson, Prince, Paula Abdul, Julio Iglesias, to name a few. And, you know, we we could talk about that for two days right there. (laughs) Um, Not that that has a lot to do with relationships, but we could have a lot of fun with that. (laughs) he He met his wife, and they settled in L.A. where they opened... AP Autobody. In 2006, they had two beautiful kids. He attended a workshop called Understanding Women. Hmm. I, I still I think that would be an interesting conversation for at least two or three hours. He then studied and learned from some of the biggest relationship masters. That's, that's quite a list. But I'll just say that one of them was Dr. John Gray. Um, He started sharing his knowledge with friends and family, and he saw that his knowledge helped people and led to happier lives with the people they love. So he found a new purpose in life. The 
big calling deep inside him. He then sold a successful auto shop and launched Project Equinox Coaching to help men and women learn to build stronger, long-lasting, and healthy love relationships. So, you know, and, and for some clients, he even officiates their wedding. Mm. Now, and, and I have to mention, I have to mention, seeing as how this is, this is the week it is, and the movie that started last week, <clears throat> I read your website, and you even danced for Chippendales for a while, did you not? Yep, almost a year and a half. My gracious. <laughs> my first, that was my first professional job as a young man. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, that's quite a way to start. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I totally agree. It was completely random. I was just in L.A., literally, uh, randomly in a, at a party. This is my own Hollywood story. And this guy came up to me and said, you know, um, <laughs> I've been, I, 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 brought, I, I choreographed for a national show Four months ago, I lost one of my dancers. I can't find anybody to replace him, but you're exactly what I'm looking for. What do you say? Like, like in a movie, it was ridiculous, and that was, that was <laughs> started. crazy stuff at a party. Well, you were in LA, so right. that that helps a little bit. Well, I was just I was here for two weeks. I was just vacationing, so it's like, we got in yeah. town Thursday night, and Saturday night I get scouted, and Monday morning I'm in rehearsal. And life is different from that moment on forever. Oh, I would think. <clears throat> yep, that would that would make things a little bit different. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've seen your current pictures. I haven't seen what you look like then, but I can I can see how that could have happened. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> interesting, interesting. I wow, that's all I can say. <laughs> so, I just I I couldn't let that one go by. I had to ask that question. <laughs> Anybody that knows me would have would have been floored if I hadn't asked that question. So um, mm-hmm. I I I could ask a million more questions about that, but I'm just going to let that go. <laughs> so <laughs> I might ask after we're done. But that's, um, a whole, that's a whole different show. That is definitely a whole other show, and, and I, I may have you back just to talk about all that. Fair but um, and, uh, you never know. <laughs> so, <laughs> I have I have free reign to talk about pretty much anything I want to on here, so you never love know. It. Love it. <laughs> oh, you you said you didn't mind fireworks. <laughs> so. Oh, bring it! Bring it! Bring it! Oh, I tell you. Well, and and one of your discuss one of your discussion topics that that I'm allowed to talk about is the dance of masculine. Mm-hmm. I wonder how you came up with that one. Huh. The dance of masculine and feminine. This takes two. Yes. It takes two to tango. Well, and, and yes. It takes a man oh, and a woman. Definitely. You can't have two Ginger Rogers or two Fred Astaire. You need one of each. That's nature. Well, much mm-hmm. much more compatible if you have one of each. So that's what I'm saying. They complement each other. There you correct? go. Yeah, that's exactly uh-huh. it. <clears throat> See? Okay, that one we agree on. Because that one we agree, agree on. So we have one. <laughs> <laughs> that's one out of what, 30? <laughs> I don't know. Let's see. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I'm keeping score over here. That's one. Okay. Um, let me see. Okay. So why why do you feel, and I, I think pretty much nothing in our culture at this point is conducive to relationships. 
to to healthy, long-lasting relationships. But how do you think our cultural, most cultural beliefs make loving relationships harder than ever? Well, in a simple ABC, there's much to it, but if I want to simplify it and get to the point, we, we are now going completely against nature. In nature, everything is polarized. There's, there's a feminine, the male and female. There's a yin-yang to everything in nature. There's a positive, negative magnet to everything in nature. There's a, you know, black and white, up and down, left and right. So there's always the opposite energy that creates, that, that, that allows for anything to be, but also anything to grow, to flourish, to multiply. This is, everything's polarized. Nowhere in nature does the masculine act like a feminine or has the same role or the same, con- nothing, nowhere. But as humans in this culture, since the, the 60s, we decided to neutralize the polarities between men and women in the name of, and I get, I get it, right? It sounds more fair if we give women choices and go back in the workforce, right, to equalize the playing field. I get it. I totally get that. So on paper, it makes sense. It even sounds right and righteous and better. And it does work for money and business and building careers. Absolutely. But when it comes to love relationship, it's the kiss of death. You cannot neutralize masculine and feminine and think the polarity, the nature itself is neutralized and people fall apart. So that's, the, that's it in a nutshell. It's anti-nature. And if you go against nature, you could go against nature and look at what's happening in our culture, but it's a price to pay. And the price to pay is disaster. No relationships, broken families, children who don't have a sense of, of security because their parents are missing or they're both working, right? So these children become children who are anxious and avoidant relationships. So we destroy family system. We can't raise kids to be able to get in healthy relationships, and then they can't get their own families to build, and this is how you destroy a culture. I'm just saying. Well, and... and- People as they're growing up really are not getting seeing examples on how to have relationships. Right. Not seeing examples on how to date, how to have right. relationships. None of yeah. that sort of thing. Well, because you know, you have, it, yeah, single family homes are, are rampant, uh, and, and in that, you know, if little girls who don't have fathers, this creates a ton of problems. Little boys that don't have fathers creates a ton of problems. So, you know, like fathers in the house keep young girls off the pole and the boys out of jail. But, you know, if you consider 80% of black families have single mother families, 80%. Right. I had 55 Latinos and 25 whites. It used to be 5% in, in the 70s. 5% white people, you know, white kids were raised in single family home. 15% Latinos and 20%, 25% blacks. So the numbers have tripled. Mm-hmm and destroying everything and we wonder why kids are confused and then they can't create relationship because everything is there's no role models you're right there's no more role models which is insane in the name of what liberation of women in the name of what like you go girl in the name of i don't take a shit like i what i mean like i understand all of that to a point but to make that a world movement ridiculous destroys everything i'm just saying well and then you've got some that have a new a new boyfriend or girlfriend coming in and and in front of their kid, That's you know, yeah. you know. But, so yeah. I mean, it's total confusion, you know. Exactly, you got it. 
I mean, back in the days, there was less, less choices, but people got married and they stayed married. Now, for good or bad, you know, to a point, I get that that bad dynamic is also damaging. It's still not as damaging as missing parent, period. <laughs> you know, and back in the days also, part of the paradigm was, you know, when you had children, it wasn't about you anymore. It was about the children. And then creating a stable environment, both financially and emotionally, for them to grow up stable and normal. But nowadays, right. people have kids and they don't care. Like they, you know, they don't care. They leave their kids to the sitters or the, the school system or some, you know, um, some daycare and go to work. And they wonder why the kids can't bond with anybody later on in life. There's a lot of data on this, by the way. Like parts happening in our culture with the, the new generations who are so weak and fragile and triggered. Is they've never had any, you know, back in the days in the 50s, you know, father absence because they worked all the time. A lot of kids resented their fathers later on in life because daddy was never home and he never cared. Well, he was working 12-hour days. But mom was in the house. Now we took both of them out of the house. And the kids are supposed to be what, right? So it, this is the disaster is what I'm saying. Like This is what's not working. This is how we destroy the culture. Congratulations. Let's all go to yeah, work and leave the kids behind. That doesn't work. You can't leave the kids behind. Somebody's got to take care of the kids. It's not a sitter, it's not, it's not a, a nursery, not a nursery, what's it called, a daycare, you know, or, or, or uh, a nanny. That's not, that's not it. They need to bond with their family, with their parents. And if they don't... Well, even, even when some of the parents are home, are they spending any quality time with their kids? Well, you know, again, it's a different layer of injury, right? But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the injury is much less if actually the parent is present, whether they're fully, fully engage, um, but having nobody there physically, like nobody to bond with, like children have to bond somebody to feel safe and secure in the world. You know, right. if the parents they aren't do. there, they're going to bond with a sitter, but, or the daycare person, but the daycare people turn over so fast, so the people they bond to, because mom and dad aren't there, disappear, 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 so they become insecure and anxious. By the time they have teenagers, they really are freaking, they're freaked out. And they go on being snowflakes, and they can handle anything, and nobody cares. And they're right. They have nobody to bond with, and nobody cares. Or they wonder why they have a hard time. Hello? Yeah. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Are we agreeing on this, by the way? Are you disagreeing with me? Like I, I wanted to keep tab. You see it, though? Do you see it? It's not my opinion. It's just what's happening. In the name of freedom. Well, I'm sorry. You know, if you have kids... You gotta, you gotta. It's not about you anymore. Like anybody with, you know, who's who wants to raise healthy kids should know better. Not about you anymore. Let me see. Um, tell me about feminine energies that flow in nature. Mm-hmm. That sounds fascinating to me. Doesn't it though? Well, it's it's if we if we dissect you know the <clears throat> not the the qualities that are masculine and feminine that actually we both have by the way <clears throat> most women have more feminine um, attributes and most men have more masculine attributes but they're interchangeable for some people and you could nurture and grow them back and forth because we're both in our bodies are both masculine and feminine but most males carry more more male energy less female energy and vice versa. So, but if you talk about femininity and female feminine energy, think of Mother Earth, right? Feminine feminine energy is is soothing, warm, fertile, creates life, 
grows everything, right? It's connective. It's of community. <coughs> Excuse me. Is of uh, is of uh, connection and togetherness. Like it's this. That's feminine energy. That's not masculine energy. Masculine energy is right. compete, fight, compete, conquer, push, penetrate. Right. It's a whole different system. So we could both do both. You know, and my clients are women who are so masculinized they don't have any more access to their feminine essence and wonder what why life is difficult or why men don't date them or want them. They're in, I call we call it ego dystonic. They're inside out. Women living like men, feeling like men, acting like men, and vice versa. It doesn't work. What was that word? It's ego dystonic. So a feminine woman, a woman, a woman living through her masculine energy solely or more so. It's egodystonic. She's inside out. And men who are sweet, sensitive, soft, feminine are egodystonic. They don't. They can't do anything in life, whether they want to, <clears throat> whether it's conquering anything or build something. They can't. They want to be comfortable and go with the flow, like a feminine. <clears throat> Interesting. I never heard that word before. Yeah. Interesting. I like new words. Okay. Yes. <laughs> it's a big deal though, because you don't see it everywhere. Thirty percent of women, no, thirty percent of men nowadays are. Um, Ego dystonic or live through the feminine first. The women on the other side is much more. The women are raised nowadays to be strong, independent, and powerful. You go, girl, don't need no man. Okay. How's that working out? Well, men are being, and this really bothers me, mm. men are being, um, what's the right word? Shamed. That's it. That's it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, Shamed for being masculine, mm-hmm. and and this whole toxic man masculinity thing. I'm not saying there aren't certain people who need to take it down a notch, and there are certain people who sure. are certainly over the top and and need to straighten themselves out. Mm-hmm. But to to shame the entire male race is insane. Okay, it just is because there's a lot of there's a lot of men that have incredibly good qualities. Most and don't yeah it is. Um, so well it okay. Society seems to have this all or nothing. You know they have they have to be give all the rights to this group and take them all away from the other group. You know they they. Can't, they, they can't they can't kind of negotiate you know it, it's, it's got to be you you've got to give everything to these people and take it all away from this this group is horrible and this is wonderful and you know what i mean oh of they, course they can't, that's the agenda yeah that's the agenda to separate everyone and create chaos and fear and fighting right black against white men against women you know, conservative against liberals, uh, you name it. Everything is an opposition. Religious beliefs, like the Muslim against the Christian, like everything is about pushing people apart in a way that's never been seen in history before. That's just that's actually in place on purpose. Again, all made to have us all fight together as opposed to come together in community. You know, it doesn't yeah. mean that I saw it doesn't mean that I thought it was fantastic. It was talking about like racism everywhere. Really? And you know okay. Like it was, it's worse now than it was in the '60s. Really? Okay, no. Oh yeah. Right. So bullshit. So it's not true, right? So they, but the idea, but they were making it sound like 
you know, it's it's the worst thing it's ever been. Like, right? So that whole idea of victimhood and to keep people fighting and separated is exactly what creates the chaos for destruction of everything. I mean, the, the meme that I saw was like, if you just go in your neighborhood and start meeting people, you'll notice that, you know, racism is really non-existent, right? Like, everybody just wants to get along. Everybody just wants to get along. Everybody yeah. wants the people that are normal that just want to get along. So they smile at each other, and, you know, everybody wants to live their lives and be left alone. So, like, that's the reality of it. But if you listen to the news, we're all about destroying each other. No, that is not. <laughs> that's not what humans do instinctively. Sorry. Except not. for a certain number of politicians in the media and well, social media. That's what I'm Everybody talking about. This is where it starts. <laughs> like that, that's the indoctrination. That's where the youth are falling into, and they don't even know. So it's, it's, yeah. it's not an accident. Yep. This is what I'm saying. So. Now we're getting colleges. political. We, yeah, we're getting all the colleges. All the colleges, right? Yeah. So indoctrination of the youth into this belief that everything that is normal and natural is stupid, and everything that's bizarre, weird, and, and, and completely... <laughs> not natural is a new normal. Well, look at look out there. It's working. Well, and if you tell them that, you know what, 30, 40 years ago, it wasn't like this. It yeah. just wasn't like this. Was you know, when when I graduated from high school, it it just was not this way. I no, never thought I would see this. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we used to laugh back in the days, like, you know, about the stupid stuff about, like, some of the stupidity about, the stuff they're teaching now, and 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 we got people we just roll our eyes, going, "This is so stupid! Nobody's going to buy into this." But that, with the with the advent of computers and social media, they got behind the scene hard with the youth, and then now it's become part of the system because they all bought into it because they were indoctrinated into it. You know, yeah. hypnotized, you know, just by the system and by social media and computers and the internet, um, seemingly uh, innocently. But here we are. Different, different era. Yeah, well, and you know, if, if you read some comments on social media, you know, and especially by by some of the millennia, millennials, yeah, and, and they'll make something, and they'll make like this, and, and I'm and I'm not, it, it it's some, you know, people that have like just graduated from high school or first couple of years of college, mm-hmm. and it goes with that indoctrination thing, you know, yep. and they're, they make this really passionate comment, and and you know. Sometimes I'd go in and say, "Okay, that was that was a really, really passionate comment you made. Do you really believe what you just said?" Yeah, right. And they're like, "Of course I do." And I'm like, "Wow, yep. you know." And I'm just thinking, "That's that's really frightening." Yep. You know? Yeah, we never thought this would happen. It's, 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 so, it's no, also ridiculous. Yeah. Yep. yeah, you know, and and knowing, and, and you know, having like another. 30-some years on the person, I'm like, there's just no truth there. There's no fact behind what this person just said yep. whatsoever, yep. but they're, like, completely committed to this. Absolutely. Thought, they believe that 100 miles an hour. Yep. Oh, wow. It's, it, it, it's, it's weird. It's scary. Uh, so the people, you know, it's like people who <laughs> joined my side, the women, the men who realize they've been sold this lemon, this bullshit, you know, are looking for answers and find me somehow and go, apparently, you know, you understand this and what works. Can you help me? 
you know what I mean? Like, so not everybody's asleep, but people who buy into it blindly, now the kids will take a longer for them to wake up because it, it kicks in in their 30s. The self-righteousness goes yeah. away when life has gone to hell and nothing you want is happening and nothing, you're not happy, life isn't satisfied, and you're struggling with everything, relationships mainly, but finance and money yeah. and all that stuff. So a lot of people, people come at me when they realize they've been sold a lemon and uh, it's not working and they refuse to do what's the popular, what's popular out there culturally, the tidal wave of, you know, this equality crap, this go-girl bullshit, this man is supposed to be sweet and sensitive to be, to be, to be good men. No, women hate that, right? Like, they, they can't respect that. They can't respect that. So all this shit that sounds good on paper doesn't work. It doesn't work, and people are gonna, some people are waking up to it and reach out and get some help. The other ones just stand on their soapbox going, you know, you're, you're, you know, stereotypes are dangerous and stupid. I'm like, well, no, stereotypes exist because they exist. There's, there's, there's just, dude, nature is like this. The masculine and feminine is different, and they function differently, which means they have attributes and stereotypes. Like there's, there's stereotypical ways to behave one way or the other. With a certain amount of flex, but let's to to deny everything because you don't like it is ridiculous, right? Again, back to nature and you know see what that takes you and see see what the price that you're gonna pay for this ridiculousness. <laughs> I mean, that's all I can say. You gotta pay. It's gonna hurt somewhere, and then you go, "Wow, I didn't know." Okay. Well, so, and, okay. and you think you think they're angry now? Wait till mm. they figure out what a bill of goods they've been sold. Thank you. Right? No, seriously, and it's coming, right? It's coming because you see it happening right now. There's a lot of people waking up slowly, and uh, it's going to kick. There's going to be a kickback that's going to be quite – I I sense it's going to be quite violent. And it's okay because it has to stop. This has to stop. I'm trying to do mine gently by waking people, like, you know, this way. Uh, it's not working. Yeah. Wake, wake the hell up. What, if, be careful what you buy into or you believe is better right. Uh, walk it, you know. Walk, walk yourself through it. Like, think it all the way through. Because yep. you know, the idea that being a, a wife is slavery and being a mother is the kiss of death, and you're better than that. And <laughs> really, <laughs> okay, yeah. all right. So let's talk about it later. <laughs> you go. Like, <laughs> seriously, it's insane. Again, uh, you know, wow. against nature. I just wow. Yeah. I don't know. Welcome to my world. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's um, it's, it's wow. just what it is. It's just wrong, and that's it. the thing is, you know, if eventually that's going to stop, and that's part of what I'm up to. Like, so if if we then realize that none of this is true, none of this is working, nothing, nothing is right, nothing about this is natural, and the price to pay is destruction of the family system and culture, society. Then people are going to turn to so what? So what is the truth? What, 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 how does that all work then? You know, and I like to think that I'll be standing here with a smile on my face, going, "Come over here." You know, it's it's interesting, you know, because one of the one of the main things when um, I was at the very very end of my my love coaching training mm-hmm. was not to be judgmental of the client, no matter what they say, not to be judgmental. Absolutely. And I'm like, okay, you know. And actually, that was a huge moment for me because I, I finally got it through my head to, to stop judging myself, which mm-hmm. I needed to hear that. I need right. to be head over the head with that, actually. Yep. Nice. But um, 
I, I know that it's it's interesting because you hear you hear people come to you, you know, and you're you're working with them, and the and some of the some of the thoughts they have about how relationships should work and how they should treat each other, and and you know, especially when like the husband says, well, you know, he's talking to his wife, he says. Well, you know that you're allowed to do blah 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 blah, and she's like, I know, I know, and I'm like, allowed, <laughs> you know, and uh, you know, and and just just various things that they how they react, they interact with each other, and they treat right. each other, and this kind of thing. And you're sitting here going, don't judge, don't judge, don't judge, you know? <laughs> right. and, and, and the other way around, right? The the number of times I'm sitting here covering my mouth and I'm like, mm, you know, and I'm dying to say something. I'm like, no, 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 no. Mm. <laughs> you know, you know but, and, um, it, and it goes both ways, right? We went to the same thing on the other side too, right? That a client who tell was telling, <laughs> like in front of me, right, that she lets her husband ride a motorcycle, and yeah. I'm like, let you what? Is he yeah. a child, right? Yeah. Like, he doesn't need your permission to ride a bike if he wants to. He can negotiate that with you that you're afraid you don't like it, but you don't get to let him. What the hell? You yeah. Thinking, right? like it's, it's like, <laughs> I can't believe you let your husband ride a motorcycle. What? Well, and the, the women that won't allow their husbands to masturbate in the shower. It's like, <laughs> whatever. Like, like are you saying? It's his body. You know, if you're actually going all the way there to control him, like he's going to have a problem really quickly because now he's going to, he's going to start doing shit behind your back because he can't be himself. And women don't yeah. understand that often. They don't understand that. You know, he's supposed to really says who you, you're not his mother. You can talk about it. You can negotiate mm-hmm. this stuff. You don't get to direct him, correct him, manage him, guide him. Tell him what to do. You can't do any of that. It's ridiculous. And mm. this is what a lot of our cultural mm-hmm. women are asking to do this to men. Men step off. And she's like, he's a jerk. I'm like, well, no, you're his mother, and nobody wants a mother. We've had mothers. We've walked with our mothers. We want wives and partners that are supporting of us, not trying to fix us or fix you or change you because he's not this or that. Disrespectful as all hell. And men go, fine, see ya. And then women blame him Love because... You. He didn't want to, he wasn't, well, that's all you, right? Like, that's all, you can't do this. It's the ultimate disrespect. Imagine any man trying to change a woman. You need to stop talking so much. You need to get to the point where you're talking to me. You need to clean the house better because, you know, you're doing a good job. I know you have two jobs, but that's the, like, he would get murdered. But women have no problems talking shit and try to correct men and tell them to act differently because somehow they know better. Knowing nothing about what motivates men and, what we do, what we do. And men will kind of not fight back. Often men don't fight back until they just leave. Well, and TV needs to really stop showing that. I mean, Well, that's all part of it. That's all part of it. What what sitcom doesn't show a woman talking down to and making fun of her husband? Yeah, yeah, right. She's super smart, she knows better, and he's a dumbass. Yep, every show, every sitcom, absolutely. Pretty much. Absolutely. Fantastic. Okay. Huh? <laughs> this, this is something. This is something I think women need to to know. So I I wanna I wanna see what what your answer to this is. Yes. What What makes a man commit to his one and only? Well, there's a question. That's a thousand dollar question. 
So I just had this question. I just did a podcast just before this one, and that that that, that question came up as well. Uh, co-host is a man and a woman. It was interesting to to see both their response to this. But you know, back to nature. Men and women are different, completely different in yep. every way possible. Different again. So this idea of equality is where is is causing a lot of trouble. I say it like this: when I was was we're as equal as our genitals. There it is, like completely opposite, but made to fit together, right? Complementary. So everything about men and women is that. Like what she likes, what motivates her, what she finds exciting does not work on him and vice versa, right? Like we're we're two different operating systems and machines, you know, that are made to work together but not at all the same. So when women try to want men to act like women, it goes to hell. Men typically don't. They mm-hmm. want women to act like men, right? They're just like because that's <laughs> that would make them gay, right? Like, like so, men don't want women to act like men. It's irritating and, and off-putting. At the and the same time, men have a, a much more looseness about letting women be women. We understand that you're quirky. We understand you're emotional, but it's not a deal breaker. But women just get irritated with men when. They're uncomfortable, it hurts their feelings, and trying to change him. So my point is, we're so so different, and there's no changing anybody. Is the idea is how do you you negotiate your wants and needs? They're so different to meet somewhere in the middle. It's called a relationship. It's not her being right. It's not him being right. It's not her doing her way or demanding her way or him. It's together. How do we work this out? I like this. I don't like this. I'm willing to do this. This I don't want to do. And vice versa, right? There's a lot of negotiating in between, but ultimately, the system nature requires males to be more male acting and females to be more female acting for this whole system to have a structure that is natural that works. So, it's not the 50s we're talking about. There's a modern way to do uh, relationship that is still more traditional. Men feel good when they they they're they feel masculine because they handle their lives. They build something difficult. They they discipline themselves to get there. There's a lot of honor and pride in my, men fighting to build something in the world so they can respect themselves and be respected by both men and women out there. That's the masculine, ultimately. And what the masculine needs to commit is a woman who gets him, not trying to change him, who supports his effort in whatever he's creating in the world, as opposed to compete with them or fight with them or try to keep them from doing so, right? It's the is the feminine inspiration. So you've heard the you've heard the, the say, we all heard that say that behind every great man is a fantastic woman. That's what men need to commit. A woman who's got his back, a woman who supports his effort, who gets what he's up to, something big in the world, whether it's business, money, legacy or a family, you gotta get in sync with him to make that work and he will kill himself himself for you. He will give you the world. He will, he will kill himself to keep you that woman who supports him. He will keep you comfortable and happy and, and literally will do anything in the world to keep your woman in a space where she can support him in the way that he needs to support her as he supports her the way she needs to be supported. That's how men commit. Not go girl, badass, compete with him, and try to change him. That's the exact opposite. But that's what we do now. Nobody gets it. Not working. How do you like it? 
Okay. Do you see it? Again, not my opinion. All right. Not my opinion. This is the work. This is the research. Right. Okay. Yeah. I, I yeah. Competing with him, that that's definitely not necessary. Yeah. And that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but what's the butt? Okay. There's, there's a butt here for you. What's the butt? Ask me. Um. I can hear. No, I, I'm pretty much on board with that. <laughs> Are you pretty sure? much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like again. Back to words. So that doesn't mean that she stays barefoot and pregnant, right? That's not what I said. That's the modern way right, to do this. Right. But there's still a more traditional AB for this to work well and long term. That's all I'm saying. Everything's negotiable in between right. that. But there's still a, a system that's that works better this way. When when I have clients where the woman's masculine and the men's feminine, and again the polarity is in place and it works for about ten years and it falls apart. Because she loses respect for him completely, and she's tired. So she, once she wants him to step up that he never has, right? Lost respect for him, and he doesn't want to step up because she always did. She, he was a feminine, was the easygoing, the one that was the flow. So these still work, like energetically for a while, but they don't go for 25, 35 years. So back to nature, back to what works best. A man acting more like a man with all the in betweens right. that need that face comfort, and vice versa. Nature. I'm just saying. So the people who succeed do that. By the way, even in gay couples, the ones succeed for many, I know two couples that have been together, gay couples have been together 30 years. And one's masculine more, the one's feminine more. Even though they have the same gender, one's a boy, one's a girl, one supports the system, the other one runs the system more. One, that's just, you know, and by the way, this is the way it applies to every um, successful enterprise. I have, I, have, I have two friends here in Los Angeles who own like a, a coaching business, right? And they're starting the business together, two guys. So they're not gay, they're not partners, they're just business partners. But they're, they're doing really great. So let me explain the same concept, right? One guy is extroverted. He's on stage. He's, he likes to be on stage. He loves the mic. He opens all the doors. He talks to everybody. He's the extroverted, pushing the business, selling the business, all of like That's who he is. He loves it. That's his essence, right? And it's fantastic because that's what he does. The partner doesn't want any of that. The partner is the guy behind the scene creating the workshops, creating the content, right? Doing the, the IP, intellectual property that they're building. Doesn't want to get on stage. Doesn't want to get the mic. Freaks him out just to think about it. Doesn't want to talk to anybody, right? So they're, they're two completely different pieces, yin-yang, black-white, masculine and feminine. But together... That's how they build a business because they both have a piece that is essential for success, just like relationships. So whether you're straight or gay, there needs to be two pieces and all the small negotiations between for your comfort. But those are the, this, how, this is how nature works. So you want to go against that? Okay. You call me in 10 years. Yeah. No, I, I see it as a partnership and supporting one another. That's it. Not not a competition, a partnership. So yeah. yeah. Okay. But I mean in our nowadays I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. Right? So as women were liberated, right, in the sixties and out of the kitchen and off the apron the you know, cut off the apron strings and step in the world of men and competing right, fine, 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 fine. Choices, sure, fantastic, I don't care. Great. But now what's <laughs> happened is 
nothing's changed for men. I mean, I just talked about this, right? Men are still expected to provide, protect, cherish, and give to women. Men are still expected to go out there and make something of themselves. That's the only way to get respect by men and women, right? Men have, men's role has never changed, ever, ever changed. It's still the same. So women still expect men to be traditional, provide, protect, cherish, give, right? Pay for everything. But nowadays in our culture, women refuse they refuse, I'm going to say it again, they refuse to be traditional women. And they wonder why men go, forget this crap, and they blame men for it. Men don't want to commit. Uh, no, they don't want to commit to you. You refuse to be the supportive energy that he needs to commit. You refuse to be tra traditional men want traditional women to build traditional lives in a modern twist. Women refuse to be traditional. I'm better than that. I, I, I'm more than just a wife. Okay, so you're not getting married. You know, I'm not just a, a baby maker. Okay, you don't get to build a family. Talk to me when you're 60 with with your four cats. You know what I mean? Like that's what happens. It doesn't work. It's not okay. It's not okay. But in our culture, mm. we decide that that's the that's way to go. True. Yeah, but that's not true about everybody. What's that? Nothing is true about anybody. Nothing is true about anybody. This is the big highlight. This is what happens. This is what I see every day. It's not true for anybody. Some people are broken, should never be with anybody. That's different. I'm talking about... Well, there are... There you know, are yeah, that is true. That's a whole different thing. But most people, men and women, to this day, still much, much data on this. Both men and women are happier, live longer, make more money, are more creative, you know, live longer when they're in long healthy, loving relationships, period. Both men and women, not just women. So when this, you make that impossible with this ridiculous beliefs that are out there, everybody suffers. And then you end up with people living alone, unhappy, miserable, you see it everywhere, and understanding what happened to their lives they, because they didn't question or they just follow the flow. Or go girl. Your mother said, go girl, don't depend on no man like me. You know, he left me. Well, that's a broken woman. Don't listen to broken people. Listen to people who, you know, succeeded in that. There's a lot of people who know exactly how to do this. So naturally, the rest of us have to learn, but there's a way to make this work. Again, if you step into a natural, a natural AB of building something as a team. It's not that hard, by the way. It's totally not that hard, but everything the culture is teaching you is making that impossible. Oh, yeah. And there's a lot of there's a lot of different things that <clears throat> women were taught by their mothers that are wrong. Though. That's that's not the, there's a lot of very destructive but, things. Yeah, it's your mothers, your cultures, your teachers, your universities, it's your friends. You know, I have my yeah. assistant. One of my assistants is twenty seven years old. She wants three kids and a, and a husband. She can't say that out loud in school. They attack her. Girl, we got to talk. You're crazy. You're better than being a slave and being some kind of baby-making machine. And she's like, can you guys just drop dead and leave me the fuck alone? Excuse my French. You can cut that out if you need to, but it makes me angry because she just she knows who she is. She knows what she wants, but she's somehow not allowed to even talk that way or think that way. She's a traitor to the sisterhood, and you don't need no man. Well, you guys just drop dead, right? Like, just shut up. Stupid, right? I think the area I mean, she's in too. What's that? Around here, that's not a problem. It depends on the area she's in. Around here, that's not a problem. This, this is university grounds. This is everywhere like this. The teachers are just, I'm putting that out. 
I mean, you should see the material that I came across that he teaches. It's insane. And no wonder the kids are all messed up because this is pumped into them in school, especially as young yep. adults. So it's madness, and it's destroying everything, and you see it, and I see it. But, you know, the ones that are, I mean, this next, this last generation is really screwed because they get it, they get it, like they, they were raised, you know, a phone in their hands and all that influence that comes with that, they're done. They're, I, I think it's, it's almost hopeless. It's not true because it's still a family system that managed to stabilize them and raise them properly. But as a rule, they're raised by their phones and their computers. <laughs> and uh, look what that creates. Well, they're being raised by the Internet. That's Whatever what they happen to leave them on the yeah. Internet, you know? Yeah, in their bedrooms at night. Mm-hmm. Think about it one second. That, that could be anything. So. That's insane. That is insane. My kids are not allowed to have computers yeah. and even phones in their rooms. Your bedroom is to sleep in. Your computer yeah. in the middle of the living room. So we can see what you say. You could, you could research whatever you want, but you're not hiding behind a screen. And their phones were not internet accessible. They could call me if they're in trouble, but they're not getting online on their phones, you know, to watch whatever the hell. And my kids yeah. are very, very quite. I'm very proud of how stable and normal they are. They don't buy into any of that crap, and uh, they're they're almost like um, this is so traditional in who they are and what they think because they escaped all that shit. Very happy about that. That was a lot of my doing as well, or my focus in making sure that they their wide their their eyes are open. Let's put it this way. Okay, vulnerability. Why is that the secret? Because nothing happens between men and women especially, but in, with human beings without vulnerability. Vulnerability is sharing your fears, sharing your discomfort, sharing something that you're embarrassed about. When you, there's again much data on this, when you get vulnerable with somebody to receive your your for you to share your fears or vulnerabilities or something you're uncomfortable with, to be able to talk to somebody about this, as a person receiving that, it feels very, very flattering that you feel this comfortable with them and that you trust them with sensitive stuff that is going on with you. And as a rule, when you get to when you you're vulnerable with somebody, they are vulnerable back, and this is how people bond together. Friendships do the same thing, right? So vulnerability is the hook for people to emotionally get attached and build deep connections. In the realm of men and women, men tend to be naturally stoic. We're not vulnerable. We put up this stoic front, but it's not the front as much as a caveman approach to, I'm a a hunter and a warrior. I'm not going to show you my vulnerabilities. You're going to use them against me. Somebody may. So we're stoic. We don't talk and reveal our weaknesses is dangerous for our survival innately. So in my world, women in relationship are the ones that have to open the channels to vulnerability for the men to be able to connect with them emotionally. So yes, if vulnerability is essential for anything profound, intimacy and, and, and connection between two human beings, and women typically have to start it with men because Instinct has men going, not doing it, but if you open up, <laughs> I'll meet you in the middle. And this is how right. you get to know your man and build something with the men. So that's my answer to that. So again, very, very natural. 
Now, I had I had a friend, and she wouldn't listen to me when I told her to stop this. <laughs> but she used to she she wanted guys to open up and be vulnerable with her. So she she prematurely would open up and and share way too much with them mm-hmm. way too early. Mm-hmm. And then they would turn around, and and she did this way sooner than she should have. And they turned around and used what she said on her and hurt her. So how can people know when they should open up and be vulnerable? Very good question. Very, very good question. So men who do this are not men, by the way, right? In my world, there's three types of men. There are men, there are guys, and there are boys. Men are men, men are big, men are solid, men are accountable, men do things right, men have have value systems, men are unshakable, men are amazing. Guys are somewhere in the middle. Boys, boys are the feminine ones. Those are the ones who are toxic. Those are the ones who lie, cheat, scam, manipulate, right? Those are the toxic ones. So if a man, if you as a woman are vulnerable to a man and he turns it against you, that is a boy. That's a bitch with a penis. So no, I say know your audience. Some ladies cannot be vulnerable with their mothers because mothers will turn it on her. Don't. You know who not to do this with, right? So as a rule, know your audience. So there's people around you, friends, family members, others, <laughs> that you know you can build friendship with and people that are normal, normal, not narcissistic, which is what boys are primary as well, Narcissists mm-hmm. will turn that on you. Narcissist women will turn that on men. They ask men to be vulnerable. The guy opens up, and a narcissist woman will turn it on him, use it against him, and he says, never again. And then the rest of the women for the rest of his life don't get any of that. So it's the narcissist that destroyed that. So again, I go, know your audience, and you know, start gently if you're not sure. Share something delicate, but not huge. Do you know what I mean? But you'll see the reaction. Right. People typically will just meet you right there. Oh, my God, I feel so bad. You know what? That's happened to me too. Boom, there's a connection. As opposed to, mm-hmm. what the hell's wrong with you? Really? That's so stupid. Wrong audience. No, wrong audience, right? But typically, if you really, when you build friendships, connection with people, you can tell. You can tell the ones who will be judgmental. You can tell the ones who, you know, you, don't, you shouldn't open up to. If you can do this with a guy you don't know, ridiculous, dangerous. Just saying. True. You like it? That that works. You, you see like it, it, right? You see it, right? You see it. This is it's very it's rather well, and, and her thing was, well, but but he was willing to sleep with me. Obviously, I could trust him. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. How do, how does one have to do the other? I have to say this that to women. I have to, I, have to, I have to say this to women, and it's you know they just sometimes their jaw falls to the floor. I go, do you understand <laughs> that men don't even have to like you to sleep with you? Thank you. Thank right? you. Unthinkable for women sometimes, but I think, oh, <gasps> what do you mean? I go, they don't have to like you. Sometimes they'll actually, you know, bed you just because they hate you. Just to, to, just to <laughs> tear into you, just to go, air, take that. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not making love, right? It's not, so... But the women typically, normal women, you know, it's, it's, they can't even conceive of that. So, like, sex and love, sex and emotion for men, two different things. Yeah, just not tied together most of the time with yeah. certain people. 
And what I say to women, like, you know, don't have sex with men if you don't know them, if you don't know their intentions for you, because you're going to get attached and you're just having fun. And having sex does not make men commit. It never has. It never will. Having sex makes you the fun girl that he just ran through and uh, he won't respect ever. He will not commit. He will, he will not meet his mother, but he'll come around to run through you as much as he can until you go, where is this going? And he's like, <laughs> You're funny, and go find somebody else who runs. <laughs> it's bad. It's, uh, seriously, that's exactly what happens every time. Just check it for yourself, and that's, you know this is how it goes. Women think intimacy, having sex, starts a relationship with men, and it never does. It actually is exact opposite. For most men, it kills it. If I could stick it to you without having to do much, but buy you lunch, or like two, three dinners, who else has been yeah. in here? I can't trust you. Yeah. Right? You just yeah. something to play with. And even if he liked you maybe in the beginning, now he don't. You're not somebody that he can build with. You're not safe. You're you're one of those. Again, it's not even a thought process, it's an instinctual reaction. It's it's instinctual reaction. When men don't trust women that have been run through or you know, if you take it back to the cave eras when we cave men and cave women, you know, <laughs> men provided shelters, men were the hunters, the women were the gatherers. And, you know, the women, in order to have sex and make babies, had to, back in those days, pregnancy was a kiss of death a lot. Women died in childbirth all the time. So, and then even yeah. being, pregnant was out of, being pregnant was out of ability. You can't move, you waddle. If you don't have somebody to protect you, you're, you're bare food. Women knew this, right? So sex was always very, very dangerous through millennia for women. You still have that in your bodies, genetically, on a DNA as men. But, see, back in those days, the young girl who would, you know, jump from TP to TP in the, in the tribe for a chicken leg one night and this other guy with a chicken one night who got run through was never respected, was never protected, and typically pushed out of the tribe by the other women because she was a liability to their man, and she didn't survive. She was tiger food. So today it's the same thing, except nobody's pushing you to the tiger, but you're not getting married. You're just one of them. Men instinctively know not to trust you. Whose baby is it? Right? Because back in those days, there was no DNA test, right? Caveman. So they had to, the woman had to well, be virtuous. The woman who would be virtuous to trust that the baby that she has was his. She can be jumping from TP to TP. So women who did not have sex casually waited for a guy to provide and protect them, hunt for them. He would show her that he's a good provider. He would show her that his TP is bigger than the guy next door, so he should be more comfortable. He would show her he wants to protect her. His idea was always to make her feel safe, that she would be allowed to give him, you know, his, his um, a, a child, which is legacy for a man, right? So today is different ways. You know, sometimes business, business and money could be legacy for men, but back in those days, legacy was his offsprings. So in order for her... Right. To have his offspring, he had to keep her safe and healthy and fed and like, look what I can do for you. I can provide and protect for you, right? It's the same thing today. It hasn't changed. This is how we built. So, and then she would then open up to be able to have sex with him. So he'd be there to provide and protect her, right? When she's waddling and then after birth, to be able to provide for the kids. Right? He's hunting and she's nurturing nature. So... That, there's the same girl who's going from TP to TP is not getting enough treatment. She gets run through and pushed out and dies. Now, today they don't die, but they don't, they don't go anywhere. They, don't, they get run through and left behind. So that's not working. 
sex instinct instinctively has men repulsed if they want to build something. If they want to play with you, they'll tell everybody they got lucky. You're still not going to get his mother. <laughs> you know, one thing I've told people when they're making up their their list of, of what they're looking for in a person <laughs> you know, is, is also, you know, when, when they're, you know, looking, saying, you know, what, what are they looking for in a partner? you know, when they're, they're dating and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Also make a list of, of what they offer Thank a partner. You. Thank you. You know, and do you don't, yeah. don't, you know, what do you bring to the table? Thank you. Don't just say what do they offer and what do I want them to have, but what do I offer? What do right. I have? What's my value Thank in you. the relationship? You know, because people don't, they're they're always saying, okay, what's what's the other person's value? What do they have? What are, and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Don't don't forget you have value. Well, you know, it, it's it's too many people forget that they have value. Well, or know, the person yeah. the, the person that knows that they have value isn't out there sleeping with a different person every couple of days. Thank you. Thank you. It's all value boundaries mind. boundaries values you know yeah. virtue. All the things that men need in order to commit. Back to what we talked about earlier. Back to what we talked about earlier. Like what the woman brings is support in the way that he needs to continue on his mission, on his passion, on his business, whatever. Support him in that. Believe in him, and and as he as as she gives him the jet fuel to do even more. Behind every great man is a fantastic woman who helps him do stuff that he couldn't imagine he could do because of her, and then in return, he provides, protects, gives her, makes her, keeps her as comfortable as he can, naturally, in state. Not sex. Well, tell you what, you want, to, you want to tell the listeners where they can find more stuff about you? Yeah, actually, so uh, I also have a gift for different listeners, if you want. You want? Oh, always. Yeah, so, you know, I do quite a bit of podcasts because, again, my mission is to kind of teach this stuff to the nation and eventually worldwide. So uh, when people listen to podcasts, it's typically two different types of listeners. There are people who just are looking for information, which is fine, and the people who are looking for help. Do you know what I mean? They're looking for help. They, they, they're looking for, so if this is my offer in twofold. So people, if you're looking for information, if you email me at andrecoaching, the number one at Gmail, that's my direct email, and say in the text, in the topic, in the header of the email, just write Irresistible Book. I will send you for free my, my book called Five Feminine Qualities High Value Men Find Ups Absolutely Irresistible. People pay for it. I'm going to give to you listeners for free. Just again, AndreCoaching1 at gmail.com, Irresistible Book in the, te- in the title, and I'll send you a book for free. So you'll get some information and you'll understand more what I'm up to, what I do, and how these things work, especially when it comes to men and what they want. If people are more more like take action type personality, they want to move, same email, but in the topic, write talk now. It'll signal me that you want to talk to me. And what I'll do is I'll send them uh, a link to my calendar where they could book a call, one-on-one call, a Zoom call with me where we'll have a conversation about where they're stuck, what's not working, Right, what the challenge is in their lives, and uh, within an hour, basically figure out. I'm really good at this. Like, 
all of us in childhood, we don't come out of our childhood unscathed. Between the age of 5 and 11, in the formative years, we all get beat up by life. Abandonment issues, abuse issues, neglect issues, right? all of us, different, different levels. And what happens is yet we end up believing things about the world, ourselves, people, and life from that perspective that we completely forgot because we're little. But this is how we live right. our lives, right, through those lenses that are, that are from back then. So people define themselves attracting the same type of person, not able to, finish, to do relationship, not able to make money, whatever it is that you looped on, it's your subconscious, it's your path, it's you. It's not men are all, no, it's you. Women are all, no, it's you. So in that call, within 15 minutes, we actually go right to the source of where the wheels came off for you, where you became with these beliefs that is keeping your life from being successful, whichever way you're looking at it, especially in the realm of relationships. And then we talk about, so, you, just, you know, and the, the beauty of that call is that you get to figure out or understand for yourself that there's nothing wrong with you. You're just a product of your past. So there's nothing broken. There's nothing wrong with you. This was happened to you. This is why, oh, so that is a liberating, you know, it's a liberating place to get to. And now from that place, if you understand it's not your fault and you're not broken, you've just been beat up by your past, what is the dream? What is the life? Like, what, how do you want to finish this life? What is the dream? Whatever that looks like. And then I'll share what I do, and if there's anything that you want to jump in, there's five different ways to work with me. And then, then you decide to want to you know, jump in and participate or not. So, again, Andre Coaching 1, talk now, and I'll send you a calendar link, and we'll talk. Uh, how you like that? Sounds good. Sounds mm. good. All right. Well, there will be a replay of the show on my website, and if you go to www.lovecoachjourney.com slash Project Equinox, mm-hmm. I will have it there. Thank you. All right. Sounds good. Well, thank you very much for being here today. I yeah, appreciate thank, it. Yeah, thank you. I'm, I'm, we didn't disagree that much. Actually, not at all, apparently. Yeah, well, no, no, no. Well, Pretty much in agreement. Pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> it means a lot. Oh, gracious. Well, I might, I might have to have you back. You never know. Never oh, know. love to. Love to. There were some things that we, we could expand on. Yeah, absolutely. We will see. Yes. We will see. All right. All right, listeners. I hope you have a good Valentine's week. And I will be with you next time on. Ready for Love Radio.